two. It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard on a Monday. It's the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast with uh, Dennis and uh, Brady. Uh, We uh, won't be talking a whole lot of softball, but we'll be talking some baseball. No, and I'm going to be mad to start because, Dennis, it is April 18th. We are closer to May than we are March. And we have a winter weather advisory. Welcome to Michigan. No, not not on April 18th. Late March, fine. Like a little dusting in early April, fine. But not middle of the day, four inches of snow supposed to be coming on April 18th. We've had a 65. I bought patio furniture this weekend. (laughs) I think it's actually snowed in May before. But don't quote me on that. Yeah, maybe like a very light dusting overnight where the temperature gets to like 35 at night. Not, oh, you wake up and it's 40 and sunny when you wake up and by the afternoon it is supposed to be cold and snowy and we're not going to get any games today because of it and I am not happy about that. Hey, all I'm saying is last week my warmest day was the day that it rained and then the days that I had sunshine we're colder than the day that it rained. But that's at least somewhat normal. It is not normal to get a winter weather advisory and have a map come up on my social media saying how much snowfall is projected for the entire thumb of Michigan. <laughs> Anyways, we have a golf outing on June 25th. It will not snow. Uh, and if you're interested in getting a team in that, go to the website, GetStuckOnSports.com. Brady has put up a little tab that says golf outing. Yes. And you can go on that, and it's very easy to get your team registered. Dennis uh, can even do it. Yes, even I can do it. And you know what? We've got good prices. From what I'm hearing, what people charge for golf outings, our prices are super low. Yes. Um, and also, if you want to sponsor a hole, that's only $100. Yep. The flyer's up there, too. So, yep. so uh, anyway, get, get involved in that because uh, the golf outing really helps us do stuff like uh, buy new equipment. Yes. So, anyway, I'm mad about the snow, but... We have some. We didn't have a ton of different teams playing, but we had a lot of double headers. You saw Richmond take on one of the top teams in the state um, in two games. I saw Algonac and PH St. Clair impressed again on Friday night. Armada kept rolling. So what did happen is at least intriguing to talk about. Yeah, absolutely, and we'll get uh, going on that in just a moment. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250 7520. 
Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-877. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty. Small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at adviacu.org forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 401863. Derek Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Derek Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Derek Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Looking for a new career? Magna International could be the place for you. Located in St. Clair off Range Road, Magna was named one of Forbes 2020 World's Best Employers. Magna is currently hiring a multitude of physicians and offers a great work environment with competitive pay. Wages start $17 and up. Apply for jobs at magna.com forward slash careers. Again, magna.com forward slash careers. Get a fresh start with Magna International today. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. 
All right, welcome back. Dennis and Brady Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast. So on Saturday, uh, I had a doubleheader at Richmond in baseball. You had Richmond, who was a semifinalist in Division Two last year, going up against Liggett, the defending state champs uh, in uh, Division Three in baseball. Uh, just to give you a little history first about Liggett, they have been to the state championship game seven times in their history, um, and they have won five. Um, they are including the including last year. Including last year, they are the only uh, school in baseball to win consecutive championships while changing divisions. So they they won like D four four, and then the next year moved up to D three, and they won it again. Yeah. Uh, and that happened in 13 and in 14. You know, and honestly, they should be in Division One. They like, should. Like, I know their school size is smaller, and this is going to be, oh, public school guys crying about private school. But they have the talent, and Dennis will go over it with their lineup, but that's a team that should be playing Division One baseball, playing with the best of the best, the biggest of the biggest. Yeah. Uh, as for Richmond, they were coming into this game on a six-game win streak. They had tossed four straight shutouts, and they had outscored their opponents in the six-game win streak 61-4. to Yeah. So you had two good baseball programs well, we going were, up. Uh, we were one game away from getting this matchup in the state championship in Division Three last year. I mean, again, Traverse City-St. Francis is the only reason why this wasn't the D3 state title game a year ago. And, well, with Richmond being D2 in baseball this year, won't happen. So I presume that's why they played a doubleheader in the regular season. Um, the other thing about it is uh, Liggett had only uh, – they'd been rained out. Their coach told me they'd been rained out eight times this season. They probably had a 20-game schedule. They, they played a doubleheader with Brother Rice, which they split. Um, they, they mercied them in the first game like 14-1 to one, and then were shut out in the second game, I think, 4 to nothing, something like that, he said. But, but at any rate, so they, they had only played two games coming into this one. Um, and Richmond had had better luck. They were 6-1 and one coming in, into the doubleheader. Um, th- this is Liggett's lineup, folks. Okay, Their leadoff hitter is Jaron Purify. He's going to Michigan. Their number two hitter is Reggie Sharp. He's going to Michigan. Their number three hitter is Matt Green. He's going to Michigan. Their number four hitter is Ryan Jones. He's just walking on at Michigan. Oh, scrub. Scrub. Uh, Their number uh, six hitter is Oliver Service. He's going to the University of Texas. Oh, changing it up. Yeah. Going down south. Their number seven hitter, Jack Jones, he's going to Michigan State. And their number eight hitter, Preston Barr, is going to Michigan. And the two kids in their lineup that aren't going to to Michigan or Texas or Michigan State were the two kids that had the biggest plays in the first game of the double. <laughs> yeah, and you didn't even – I'm sure they're going to go play somewhere. Uh, well, I, I think Joey Randazzo is a freshman. Yeah, so they're too young to commit anywhere, but you know they're going to go play somewhere. Yeah, and, and, he, and he's, he's a little guy that looks like he weighs about 75 pounds, and I'm telling you, they couldn't keep him off the bases. The only time he made outs was when he tried to bunt. 
<laughs> um, but at any rate, so we, we had uh, Skyler uh, Lowers got the start for uh, Richmond. He had to pitch out of jams through the first three innings. In the first, they got second and third with one out, but he got a strikeout uh, and a pop-up back to the mound to get out of the jam. He walked a guy with one out in the second, but he got a pop-up and a comebacker to get out of that inning. Uh, They had second and third on him with two outs in the third, and he struck out a guy to get out of uh, that jam. And then finally in the fourth, Liggett uh, broke uh, through. Uh, Again, um, they had a runner at... Get on with one out with a walk. He stole second. Then a strikeout. So you got a runner at second with two outs. And here's Joey Randazzo, the number nine hitter. Slaps a single into, uh, or slaps an, an infield single that he beat out. And the throw from short went wide. And that's how the run scored. Guy scored from second. Randazzo ended up at third. The throw was so bad. Um, and that was Liggett's run in the fourth. They're up one nothing. Richmond came right back. They couldn't touch the starter. Kurt Barr, three innings, no runs, no hits, walked a guy, struck out five, and I don't know why Liggett took him out, but they took him out. Probably just to preserve a – probably was on a pitch count. Yeah. Doubleheader on a Saturday. You want to get more arms in they, because they, they probably have a 13-person staff. <laughs> they, they took Kurt Barr out and put in Preston Barr, um, and immediately – Richmond hit him hard the first inning that he worked. He ended up going three and a third, but the first inning that he worked, Hitzelberger hit a fly ball out to center field that in a lot of other places, it's a home run. It's 345 to center in Richmond, which when you think about it, but it just, Richmond plays big. Well, okay, it's 345, but the fence is what, 15, 20 feet tall? Yeah, but so I... you really have to hit it like 370 to, unless it's a really high yeah, towering but, 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 but the, the, the park just feels big. It plays big. The ball doesn't really carry well there. I was talking to Coach Evans. He, he's like, not many have been hit out of that park. Like can, I saw one last year, and I was shocked. Yeah, you, 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 he, he's like, you can pretty much – it's fewer than 10, and he's been there for a long time. In his uh, career? Yeah, and, and, he's, and he's like – and a, a couple of them were like uh, Mr. Baseball uh, for hmm. Brother Rice or somebody a few years ago hit one over in the bus garage that hit a pine tree out there that's halfway to the road. He's like, but there are very, very few get hit out of that ballpark. He Hitzelberger gave it a ride, and, and the center fielder kept backpedaling, 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 and he was still probably 10 feet from the fence when he caught the ball. Um, then the next batter, Perinillo, lined a single to right. Then the next batter, Jones, ripped a single up the middle. Then the next batter, Davenport, reached on an error by the second baseman. So the bases were loaded with one out. Um, and uh, Lowers worked a bases loaded walk to tie the game at one, and the next hitter was Dylan Parker. He hit a ground ball to short in the hole, and the shortstop went to third for the force out, and a run scored on that play. Did what, so the infield was playing what double play depth? Yeah, and it just he had to go to his right to play it. Yeah, and and he he made the he decided the the easiest out to get was to go to third. It was a good play. Uh, a run uh, scored. Denny Saligan blooped a single into right, um, and some bad base running cost Richmond another run there, and they ended up ending the uh, inning uh, with a two to one lead. But they held that lead till the top of the seventh, and then Joey Randazzo, number nine hitter, 
Weighs about 75 pounds, soaking wet. Rakes a single into left. Jones charging the ball, kicked it. And Randazzo like hustled. Literally? Yeah, hustled into second. So, single error. He ended up stealing third as part of a double steal. Um, so they had uh, second and uh, third. He scores on a wild pitch with one out to tie the game at two. They intentionally walked a guy. So you got runners on with two outs. Kurt Barr's at the plate. He's popped up to the pitcher and struck out twice. And on a 2-2 pitch, you had one of those ooh moments. And you had a parent scream out, oh, that's terrible. <laughs> Brady, even I said, I, I was waiting for him to, to be rung up. I, I said, ooh, wow. Pulled everyone, even the guy behind the we're, we're 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 off at an angle in Richmond. We're we're. There's a press box, but it's a little off to the, to an angle. But uh, that that is a pitch that has been a strike all day, and now it's three and two. And you know what happened on the next pitch? Gets a hit. He raked a single out into left center that scored two runs and made it a four to two ball game. <laughs> so a little frustrating. Richmond came back in the uh, the bottom of the seventh after one out. Uh, Bryce Wesley singled. Trey Taylor uh, singled. They took Preston Barr out, and they went to Jack Jones. He got a uh, fly ball out on Hitzelberger. Uh, Hitzelberger kind of leaned out over the plate and just kind of scooped it up into center field. But then Perinello ripped one out into right center, and I thought it was going to split the outfielders. If it splits the outfielders, it's a tie game. But the the guy in center field um, who's going to Michigan – Made a nice recovery on the play, and he actually held Perinello to a single, and he held Taylor at third while Wesley scored to make it a 4-3 game. So now you got guys at the corners with two outs, and you got Jackson Jones at the plate. Guy you'd like at the plate in that situation. Guy you really like at the plate, and he hit it sharp at the shortstop, and he just flipped it over to second to get the force out and end the ball game. And so Liggett, with a three-run seventh, Came back to beat Richmond four to three. Richmond actually out hit them six five in the first game of the uh, the doubleheader. So played with presumably the favorite in D three, one of the probably the second best team overall in the state of Michigan behind St. Mary's. Uh, Denny Seligan took the loss, but you know what? I kind of like the way he he doesn't throw hard, but he the 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 Liggett guys were all there out in front of everything. They're just flailing. Um, he, he throws two speeds, slow and slower. But it hits the spots. And it's very. it was very effective. Um, he did walk three, um, but he only gave up one hit. He gave up the one hit. The, so um, I, I thought he did well. Bryce Wesley came in. For a little guy, he threw the ball hard. Um, so I liked him. And, and, uh, and Lowers, uh, I thought, gave a, a, a gritty performance. Game two didn't go so well for uh, Richmond. Again, scoreless going into the uh, third inning. Anthony Benetti started. I like Anthony Benetti. Um, one, two, three in the first. He gave up a leadoff walk in the second, but then struck out the next two guys and got a pop-up and foul ground to first. And then he just kind of ran out of gas. Third inning happened. He gave up single, single, single. Uh, well, again, you have to put this all in context. He's a freshman, and he's facing a lineup that has 
eight Division One players on. Yeah, but he had three straight singles to start the uh, the third. The third single was a bunt single up, the, beautiful bunt by Purify up the third baseline, loaded the bases. Then he walked sharp to force in the first run. Then he got a strikeout, but then uh, Ryan uh, Jones hit a uh, two-run single that actually hit the bag at second. It was a grounder past the mound, up the middle, and it actually hit the bag at second, and both middle infielders were going towards center field to try to cut the ball off, and it bounced over to shortstop, and it turned into a, a two-run uh, single. But then he he pitched out of the, the rest of that inning with a pop-up and a strikeout. So all things considered, he was down 3 nothing, but I thought he did a, a decent uh, job. Um, Hunter Jansen was the next pitcher. Um, he gave up two runs in the uh, fifth inning. You you had uh, first and third, and a guy hit a ground ball to third. Lowers threw across to first. The runner at second never stopped. He kept coming, and he beat the throw to the plate. So wow. he scored from second on a ground out to third. Wow. And I had to give the hitter an RBI. That's an RBI. Yeah, that's just the, you're not um, used to that type of play. Yeah, and, and in all the confusion, the other runner got from first to third and then scored on a sacrifice fly from the uh, the next hitter. So now it was 5 nothing Liggett, and Jack Jones was pitching the second game. He's the guy that got the save in the first game, mm-hmm. got the last three outs. He went four. He doesn't throw hard. Like, it's weird. I'm, I'm thinking it's Liggett. They're going to have all right. bunch of Nolan Ryan flamethrowers. Doesn't throw hard, scattered four hits, throws strikes, pitches to contact, doesn't walk anybody, only struck out two. Uh, and then they brought in Blake Illich, who does throw hard, but who changes speeds. He's a 6'3", 200-pound freshman who will in all likelihood be a Division One baseball player. Yeah, I'm thinking so. Uh, and, yes, he is related to those Illiches. Um, three innings pitched, one hit, no walks, no strikeouts. So, again, they, they just throw to contact. Richmond never really – their only threat was in the bottom of the first. With one out, they got uh, a couple of singles, um, and that was it. That was it. They were held to five hits in the second game. Lincoln only had seven hits. Uh, Richmond pitching was decent, but, again, against that team, you can't make mistakes. Um, and when you do, Liggett takes advantage. Right. So, so look at one game two seven to nothing. After the first one was what four three four right? three yeah. So you just saw them play Liggett, who we all know what they are in baseball. They're one of the top at worst top five teams, regardless of division. What were your impressions coming away from seeing Richmond on a Saturday doubleheader, which usually you try not to put too much stock in, but these were two teams that have state title aspirations in their respective divisions. What did you come away thinking from that? Well, I, I, I come away thinking that Richmond's pretty good uh, baseball team. Like, the, they're solid. Keep, keep in mind, too, they they played Liggett, uh, and they did not throw Hitzelberger. They did not throw Davenport. Uh, they used uh, Lowers, Saligan, Wesley, Bonetti, uh, Jansen, and uh, Perinillo was the last pitcher that they uh, used. So um, you throw those six guys out there, none of whom are guys that we talk a lot about pitching-wise. Right, because they use some of their guys. Yeah. They're they're saving their guys for league play. Exactly. So, I mean, they they didn't throw what we would consider their two best pitchers 
in this doubleheader, and they were three outs away from winning game one. Um, uh, Richmond's pretty good. Uh, Again, their lineup, Wesley, Taylor, Hitzelberger, Perinello, Jackson Jones, uh, Lowers, Parker, Saligan, Bonetti, they're all right. They're 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 pretty uh, solid. Um, Davenport right. didn't even play the second game of the doubleheader. Right. So that's a big bat out of their lineup that so, hits in the middle of the order. So a team that found out that Richmond could hit was Algonac. They took two on the chin against Richmond, which it was funny. They played what twelve innings of baseball, but against Richmond, and in ten of the innings. It was one nothing Richmond. The other two innings accounted for twenty to nothing Richmond. Uh, they Algonac just had two innings in their series where the the top came off, it the the dam broke, and Richmond got all over them. They were looking to bounce back against Port Huron, and you know I get to Port Huron. They start at noon. It's like in the forties, so it's a little chilly, but there are only a few clouds in the sky. The sun's shining, and you're feeling good about. About it. You're like, all right, I'll take this. It's warm. Like, it's always good when you get the sunlight on you. You're feeling good about yourself. And Algonac from Jump Street was feeling good about themselves in game one of the doubleheader. Tyler Schultz, Jake Kasner, Josh Kasner, and Matt Meldrum start the game. Single, double, single, single, and bang, they are up 3 nothing on Port here on high before they the big reds know what hit them and they, they'd add two more in the second so it's five nothing going in the fourth the big reds finally push across a run big reds weren't hitting andrew thomason really at all they, they actually they didn't through three innings they gave up one hit they bring in tyler schultz he walks a guy um braden albert steals a base second to third and then gets home on a pass ball so we're an inning where algonac didn't give up a hit they give up their first run um, Port Huron I has a comeback bid in the sixth. They push across two to make it five to three, and you're going okay. Going to the seventh, making it interesting. Algonac slam the door on him. Uh, Thompson gets on. Oh, excuse me, for Algonac it was Thomason got on. He was hit by a pitch. Error kept kept them moving around. Single from Schultz. Fielder's choice. Sack fly RBI from Josh Kasner and. Algonac put up three more runs to make it eight to three. Big Reds put two up, two up in the bottom of the seventh. Eight to five was the score of game one. Now, some things I was looking for in that game. One, how is Algonac going to respond? It's we know what Richmond is. We just talked about it. How are they going to do against a Port Huron High team who hasn't played a lot? Well, they they hit the snot out of the ball. And for PH, who was their pitching? Andrew Thomason threw three innings. And the thing that stood out to excuse me, Andrew Thomas Thomason was the Algonac picture. Thomason <laughs> that messed me up all day was the port here on high picture. Clayton Thompson, he started the game, and he doesn't overpower you. And after the first four batters, he settled down pretty nicely. The second inning was a little rough. He gave up a couple hits and walked two. In the when the two more runs scored, but he started picking his corners and Algonac. I don't know if they were over swinging or if they were getting comfortable, but he started inducing more weak contact. That was something nice to see. And then in relief, Isaiah Hernandez. He came in in relief in both games, and again 
Not a flamethrower, doesn't throw hard, but did a nice job inducing weak contact. As for Algonac, I just like I just like the way they hit. They have a tough lineup. I know they were shut down big time against some good Richmond pitching, but they have bats. Josh Kasner in the first game, he went uh, two for th- three with three RBIs, had a couple stolen paces. Jake Kasner had three hits, including the double. Tyler Schultz had three hits. He scored three times, had an RBI. Uh, Owen Jacobs had a single, two stolen bases. He walked. Um, yeah, so that top of that Algonac lineup can be dangerous. Game two. Um, and by this point, it was 45 and sunny when we started. Now it's 35 overcast, and the wind came, shifted from coming from the <laughs> south to the north. So now it's not great baseball weather. Anyway, didn't bother Algonac to start game two, just like they did game one. Tyler Schultz hit by a pitch. Jake Kasner reaches on an error. Josh Kasner, double. Matt Meldrum, double. 4 nothing Algonac at the end of one. In the second inning, Thomason, walk, comes around to score. Schultz, hit by... I don't know what, if Tyler Schultz did something, but the start of the second game, he took two between the shoulder blades on two pitches. Wow. And it was cold. <laughs> so I don't know what happened, but after the second one, you could tell he's like, seriously, again? And yeah, that couldn't have felt good. But he came around to score the second time, thanks to another Jake Kasner hit. He had a single. Josh Kasner with a sack fly RBI. They got Meldrum out on a infield fly, and Lonergan had an RBI single. So it's seven nothing Algonac um, after two. It makes it nine nothing Algonac after three. And you're going, okay, they're gonna put them away. Their 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 bats are on fire. PH is just gonna roll over and die. And they but they didn't. Top of the fourth. In the top of the fourth inning, excuse me, Kate Hansel starts it off with a double. Okay, he got he had a, he had a line drive into left. Uh, I believe Darrell Wolf was in left field. He he tried to make a diving catch, but he was working headlong towards the infield, so he dove straight in and it got underneath his glove. So Hansel was able to get around. DeLong then singled. And then Isaiah Hernandez grounded out, but he did so to shortstop, was able to push in the run. A walk, a fielder's choice, a hit batter, and there's two outs. Peyton Mullins comes up, hadn't had a hit all day, ropes a double into the right center gap, clears the bases, holler scores from first to home, and just like that, it's 9-4, to four, and you're going, okay. Maybe PH can do something. Algonac gets out of the inning. They answer with one in the bottom of the fourth. And Algonac um, couldn't really do much else. PH made it five or nine to five in the top of the fifth. Got quiet till the seventh. So it's 10-5 and starts off Cade Hansel. Hit by a pitch. All right, you always want to get the leadoff man on to start a rally. Gavin DeLong singles again. So there's two men on. Get a strikeout of Isaiah Hernandez. Clayton Thompson reaches on an error. Griffin Hansel's hit by a pitch. So two runs have come around to score at this point. It's 10-7. Amari Holler gets uh, walked. Peyton Mullins flies out. So it's bases loaded, two out for Eric Whiting. Dennis, me and you both like Eric Whiting. He struggled a bit to start the season. But you know there's talent. You know he's a good bat. He's, he represents the go-ahead run in the top of the inning. And he turns on one, 
and hits it down the left field line. Now, Port Huron High is a very cavernous ballpark. You say how Richmond plays big, Port Huron is big. Yes. Like, basically, they put the home plate there and they made the fences work like where the track is and the it's not conducive to being a baseball park no if i've never seen anybody hit one out but if you pull it straight down the line it's not that deep it goes out real quick but if you hit it straight down the line you have a chance and i hits it he hits it and i'm looking down the third baseline where i'm sitting and the left fielder is sprinting back i'm going this has a chance it's hooking and I couldn't see where it landed. The umpire calls it foul. I think it hit the base of the fence uh, six inches foul. Eric Whiting was a foot to the left and a foot deeper. He hits a go-ahead grand slam in the top of the seventh. But he doesn't. They get a fly out on a hard-hit ball. And Algonac sweeps at 10-7. Two nice wins for Algonac again in the second game. Algonac batters, Josh Kasner, he went three for, uh, or excuse me, two for three with three more RBIs in that game. Uh, He had a double in there as well. Matt Meldrum had an RBI double. Tyler Schultz, two for three, hit by a pitch twice, two singles, scored two runs. Jake Kasner, he only had two at-bats before being pinch hit for, but he scored twice and had a single. The top of that Algonac lineup is is tough. And one guy I think we talked about before, defensively, their catcher, Jack Cody. He did a nice job being a brick wall because at Port Huron, there's a lot of real estate behind home plate. Pass balls can get you in trouble in a hurry. And he probably saved four or five stolen bases on, on nice blocks and wild pitches. Oh. I, I, you know, I, I've been noticing that a lot because that the Liggett Richmond doubleheader. I mentioned the catchers all afternoon, uh, especially the Richmond uh, guys. Perinello does a really good job blocking the ball and keeping it in front of the plate. Uh, and uh, Esselink caught in the uh, the second game, and he had a couple of nice uh, scoops uh, as well. And, and obviously, Liggett's catcher is going to Texas you know he knows how to play. Right. And a catcher, I say it all the time, it's something you don't realize you really have it, how important it is, till you don't have it. A guy that's just a brick wall and makes it look mundane, such a big part, especially in high school baseball where you can get those innings where a bunch of curveballs in the dirt gets by and a walk turns into a runner on third before the next batter is even done with their at-bat. All right. Uh, we had more... Baseball action from uh, Saturday as well. And a couple of games from Friday, uh, too. We'll do that in the uh, next uh, segment. But uh, let's take a a quick break uh, here first. Get ready for outdoor fun at Alpine Cycles in downtown Port Huron. Skateboards, bikes, longboards, and accessories. They have everything you need to enjoy the warm weather. Alpine Cycles offers the best selection, and they're always getting new daily arrivals. Stop by Alpine Cycles today at 762 Huron Avenue at the corner of Huron and Glenwood, or call 982-9281. Open Monday from 10 until 6, Friday and Sunday, noon to 4. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. 
Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 800- 250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at adviacu.org forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 401863. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. Shopping for a vehicle the last two years has been frustrating for all of us. Inflated prices and misleading ads that waste your time and money. Look no further than Jepson Car Company. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson Car Company is St. Clair County's most transparent dealership. At Jepson, the price you see on a vehicle is the price you pay. No hidden fees or misleading rebates. When you need your next vehicle, stop by Jepson Car Company today. This is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region. The district provides personal success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district both in the classroom and on the football field. I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. 
Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Magna International is North America's largest auto supplier and now calls the Blue Water area home. Our new plant, located on Range Road in St. Clair, will have great opportunities for all members of the community. Named to Fortune Magazine's World Most Admired Companies two years in a row, Magna offers many different career opportunities. Wages start from $17 and up. Go to magna.com forward slash careers to apply today. Again, magna.com forward slash careers to join our team and create the future of mobility together. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports uh, podcast. And uh, there was more baseball on uh, Saturday. Doubleheader for uh, Marysville against Anchor Bay. And uh, the the Vikings aren't going to want us to talk about this because they got swept and they got swept bad, and they only had two hits in the double header, losing twelve to two and eleven to nothing. Porter Kays had a hit in one game. Uh, Trenton Veggie had a hit in the other game. Uh, and actually, Anchor Bay hit a lot in the first game, but they didn't hit much in the second game because Viking pitching was wild in game two. Yeah, they um, walked a few, and I think Anchor Bay just made their base runners count. It's not Marysville didn't have a huge plethora of errors in in either game. They didn't they had three errors in the doubleheader. So they weren't kicking it around. It wasn't bad defense. It's Anchor Bay seems like they're a really talented team and Marysville is going to be Jekyll or Hyde all to the extreme all season because this is a team that went from being no hit to mercying their rival who wasn't throwing bad pitching to then being one hit in back-to-back games. Yeah, I mean, they they threw uh, Wyatt Walker against... Uh, Mason, or yeah, Wyatt. Yeah. I always get those two confused, and yeah. I'm sure they're probably used to that. <laughs> Mason graduated, yeah. and Wyatt will. Yes. Um, but, Either way, Walker. Yeah. yeah. So, I I, I mean, uh, it, it's been, yeah, Jekyll and Hyde for sure for Marysville because Romeo and Anchor Bay um, took it to them. And then they took it to Marine City, who again, I'm, I'm like looking at it. It's, they haven't played anybody bad yet. No. So, like, I, I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt. Like, okay, Romeo, Anchor Bay, these are good teams. Big schools. Big schools. Um, and, and uh, you know, again, Marine City is, is a team that we think is going to challenge in their league. Yeah, and we'll talk about the league races, especially in the MAC. Um, I think next segment, but Mary's, they're going to get into it, what, tomorrow, I believe, is when league play starts. So, All right, um, uh, Linden and Yale at least got one game in. It was a doubleheader, but we only got the one score. Linden beat Yale 5-1. to That oh, was on Saturday. excuse me. No, they Saturday. did play, too. I just I was able to find oh, okay. it. Yale won the other one 6-1. to Oh, all right. So, Yale with a yeah, bounce back. split the doubleheader. So, they get a split against uh, Linden. So I, I, the, the Bulldogs are off to a decent start here. They they Yale had won this, six one with three hits. Yeah, looks like they only played. Oh, they were it was a six inning doubleheader. Looks like okay. I like those six inning doubleheaders. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna. <laughs> had go, they played six inning go, doubleheaders, Richmond would have gotten a split. And I also don't want to go back to the dead horse that is the one in one count. So we won't. <laughs> okay. Uh, Friday, Armada took two from New Haven, uh, and they did a lot of hitting, 15-5 and 14-4. Uh, so Armada 
is, again, the team that is intriguing me in the BWAC. I want to see them as we get more into league play. But they took uh, two from uh, Almont, uh, and and they've been winning baseball games. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of curious about this team. I, I want to see more. I know North Branch is the team that's kind of interested you. Yes. And... If they don't get snowed out today, and we can Which talk, I'm a little, almost sure they have. Yeah, I mean, I'm every between breaks. I'm looking at uh, Twitter, and every time I look, it's like, "Yep, this game's canceled because of snow." Oh, this is yep, Crosslex Almont just got canceled because of snow. So that's one of the games we were supposed to. Yeah, Crosslex Almont was one of the games, and uh, Richmond uh, North Branch is the other game that I'm, we're hoping. But Coach Evans on Saturday was saying, "Yeah, we're not playing Monday." <laughs> no, again, it's dumb. Like, you look at the Weather Channel right now. If they do, he's got Hudson Davenport throwing. Starting at 1, a light to moderate wintry mix, and it doesn't slow down. It only goes to 6.30, and it doesn't go below moder- light to moderate. It's ridiculous. This shouldn't be happening. So, yeah. Anyway, I'm not going to yell anymore. Um, Armada, no, they're a team I'm very interested in looking at and uh, seeing what they progress with because I believe, who do they have this week in uh, BWAC play? I believe it is, oh, they have MLA City. Yeah. So a Spartan team looking to bounce back from a rough week. And Armada, if they can continue their hot streak, they could be uh, 4-0 and in league play because you know who they have the next week? Richmond doesn't get any rest. They have to play Richmond the next week. Yeah. So uh, that, that this is a team that I'm, I'm kind of going to focus on here in the early going as the, the team that I'm the most interested in. Again, I think Elmont is going to be okay. Um, I think Crosslex will figure it out as well. Of the the four sweeps in BWAC play, Armada Almont was the only one that didn't have at least one game that was a mercy. Yeah, um, because they played five three and nine seven, and Armada yeah. came, uh, scored what twice in the seventh in that second game. Yeah, they were down seven five, tied it in the seventh, won it in the ninth. And then the other team that's kind of we we shouldn't take for granted now is Yale. They swept Crosslex, uh, and uh, and you know. They get a split with Lynn. I don't know a lot about Linden, but I'm going to say that Linden is decent. Well, and again, Saturday doubleheaders, you don't, I put less stock in than league play because you're trying to get more guys in. You're testing guys out at different positions, seeing what you can, experimenting a little bit. They play Algonac this week. I know Algonac lost twice to Richmond Tough. I've seen them play three times this year. They are not a bad baseball team by any means. They're actually, I think, a pretty good team. I think they'll end up winning more than they lose in league play. If you sweep Algonac and you're the Yale boy, then I'm really intrigued to see what you have. But I don't think Algonac's going to want to lay down and get swept back-to-back weeks to start the season. No, but but that's, again, that's another one of those big series. We were talking about Croslex-Elmont being a big series this week because a split doesn't really help those teams. Like, somebody needs to sweep that series so they're back in the race after they both got swept the opening week. It's weird that you're only a week into league play and we're already talking about how important these series are and how important these games are because week one completely caught us off guard. It, we were we were looking for certain teams to sweep, and they got swept, and I was looking for certain series, okay, this is a split, 
and the split didn't happen. And with it only being two game series, unlike uh, the MAC, which is three, that makes each game even that much more important. Yeah. Um, uh, one other score from Friday: St. Clair is playing good baseball. Brady, they beat Lake Orion thirteen to one. Uh, Luke Ellis three hits, three RBIs. Uh, all but one Saint knocked in a run. Yeah. So going through their lineup: Logan Ellis one for three RBI. Cam Bleasdale two for three RBI. He also walked Luke Ellis. Who caught that game? Three for four, three RBIs. Brandon Cole, he only went one for three, so he's slacking. Drove in two <laughs> runs, though. Um, Eli Lore, one for four, an RBI, scored twice. Jared Cramp didn't have a hit, but drove in a run. Um, Jacob Turner, after a slow start at the plate, two for two, two RBIs. Hurlbert, one for three, an RBI, scored a run. As a team, 13 runs scored, 11 hits, 12 runs batted in only walked twice and lake orion only had two errors they had a 10 run top of the fifth wow on the mound hurlbert went four innings gave up just two hits and then cole came in in the final inning one inning gave up two hits uh didn't give up a run though didn't walk anyone hurlbert only walked two by the way so saints hurlbert are just is, clicking hurlbert is another one of those guys was, i've seen a bunch of these guys now this year that fastball wouldn't break a pane of glass, but they just keep throwing strikes. Well, it's, they pound the ball in the strike zone, uh, and and they, they've got these guys off balance. I'd say we're guilty of it. I think sometimes we get um, a little lost in sp- velocity. If you hit your spots, who cares about velocity? If you throw 90 but putting it down the middle of the plate every time or can't find the strike zone, I'd take a guy who throws 80 – but can pick the corners and change speeds effectively and keep hitters off balance. St. Clair is a really, really talented team, and they have just been running through everyone. They're going white hot into Mac White play. That's going to be a tough league. I'd be surprised if they continue this level of dominance, but they are showing that they are maybe one of the best teams in the area. You know, and and we always talk, when when we talk about the Saints, we always talk about the pitching, the pitching, the pitching. But offensively, they're hitting the ball. They're scoring runs. <laughs> yes, they are scoring a ton of runs. You look at their first six games, 6-0. and oh. The first game, 6-3 win over Mooney. Mooney helped out a little bit with some errors. They went 5-3 and 4-1 over Northern. So their offense was a little meh. To start, not bad, not great. Cold day, though. Yeah, but then seven runs against Oakland Christian, 17 runs against Oakland Christian, 13 runs against Lake Orion. Yeah, so So 37 37 runs runs in three games. games. The bats have gotten hotter than the temperature. Exactly. (laughs) So they will, uh, yeah, they're going to get into league play, and I think we're going to dive into that a bit. Do you want to mention a lot about softball? Because um, second week of BWAC play, is going on in softball, although we only had two series actually get played Yeah, last week. Um, do you want to start off the next segment? We'll give softball a little shine since this has been a very baseball-heavy episode, but I do want to get into especially the MAC races um, for the conference play because Northern, PH, and Marysville are all in the blue together. Yeah, 
That should be a, another fun conference. Then we think Marine City and St. Clair should both challenge in their league. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we'll do that in just a moment. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, (laughs) slip, (laughs) squeak, or leak, replace them with Anderson windows with low E glass, low maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes. They can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Ah. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. 
finding that missing shin guard, remembering whether it's a home or away game, getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref! That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports uh, podcast. And, uh, all right, well, you want to stick with baseball and then go into softball, let's or are you going to go softball, softball right away? Let's talk about at least that a little bit because I feel bad. They're just... Wasn't a lot of softball being played. Don't worry. Next weekend, though, will be softball heavy because we have the uh, Algonac tournament with Marine City and Algonac, which will we'll fill up a lot of it. But um, they're already into league play. So, I mean, the Mac Blue still has Marine City Port here on high and Port here on Northern. Northern um, on Tuesday will go to Frazier. Port here on high goes to Lons Cruz, and Cousineau comes to Marine City. Those are... Cousineau and Marine City was a series last year that the first game was 23-20 and the second game was 2-1. Wow. <laughs> that, was the, that was the snowstorm game. Yeah. It was probably a day like what today's going to be, but it kind of came out of nowhere. And then um, the second set of games in the series, Marine City's at Lons Cruz and Port Huron's at Gross Point South. I believe um, since there's seven teams in the blue, that's Northern's by day. Um and then Algonac and uh, or Marine City's at the Algonac tournament. I think they're supposed to play Algonac again. Yes, I believe. So. I believe Friday. it's Friday. Yes, so that's what's going on in the Mac Blue. Any of those matchups tickle your fancy at all? Well, I'm I'm interested in a Marine City Algonac rematch, right? Because I, I think uh, Marine City's uh, been playing pretty well, but. Uh, Boy, is, is Algonac something else? They're loaded, too. Right. Um, Frazier's the other 2-0 and team in the MAC Blue. I know it's really early, um, but Northern will get a chance to go down there. Hopefully the Bats do what they did against Cousineau. Because if they can hit like that, you at least give yourself a chance. Yeah, I, they're, they're going to need to hit because, they're again, they don't have overpowering pitching you know uh land shoot throws strikes but again she pitches to contact so it, it, the defense is going to mean a lot to northern they, they need to make plays um and not give teams extra outs in innings uh and offensively you know the, they've got to find some some consistent uh hitting uh in that lineup and score some uh, runs um be, because again that's that's a young team um and, and really Lanshute and Larson are kind of the the veteran presence on that team. Uh Romzik's another kid that uh was there last year but they don't have a ton of kids that played a ton last year on that roster right now. So and then Port here on their all in one in league play. I don't know what Lance Cruz is usually good and um, Girls Point South, 
They're 0-2 in league play. That's a name you feel should be good, but might not be. I think they graduated a lot of kids from last year's team because they were one of the teams we thought, okay, they're going to give Marysville some problems. And they and did in the first game. They they, they did, uh, and then Marysville beat them like 12-2 the next time. They played them, but I, but if because I did that game, and if memory serves me, they were a veteran lineup last year. And in the white, the St. Clair and Marysville uh, division of the MAC, Marysville goes to Utica. Utica's two and zero, and remember, Marysville lost the MAC white game against St. Clair, so they're one and one. They're playing catch up. Um, right now, early in Mac White play down at Utica, that's going to be a tough one on the road. Lance Cruz North comes to St. Clair. Lance Cruz North played one game. Um, I believe we're doing that game. On yeah, Tuesday. that game is on the uh, schedule for Tuesday. St. Clair then goes to Utica on Thursday. Stevenson comes to Marysville, and I believe that's on the ledger for Thursday. Um, let me double check that because that, right. that sounds right to me. Stevenson Marysville, yes, awesome. So that's what we got going on in Mac play. Um, any other thoughts on Mac softball before we get into the Mac baseball season that's starting up? Because as the week goes on, I think we'll get more softball centric. But it was a baseball weekend and baseball league play starting up. So any yeah. last thoughts on Mac softball? Well, uh, the the two port here on uh, teams. Um, are probably more middle of the pack, whereas Marysville, Marine City, St. Clair, and softball are all teams that I'd keep an eye on. All right. I'd agree with that. I think they're the bigger threats to win their league. Baseball. All right. Let's start in the gold because they're doing it a little different this year. The Matt Gold in baseball is experimenting with an end-of-the-year tournament similar to how basketball does Mm -hmm. So what the trade-off is, is instead of a three-game series, they'll only play two. So Marine City originally was supposed to play Warren Mott in a doubleheader to kick off league play today. They ain't playing today. Nobody (laughs) playing today. So that's been moved to Thursday, and Marine City likes to do the the doubleheader, especially the school is farther away, so it's just one trip. Um, So Marine City, we think, should be a threat in the gold, but... We don't know a whole lot else. Warren Mott, Warren Woods Tower, Warren Cousineau, Lampfear, and Lakeshore are the five other teams in the gold. Dennis, do you know a whole lot? I mean, according to the Mac site, Mott's three and one, Towers four and three, Lampfear's three and four, Cousineau's two and three, and Lakeshore's two and four. I know Lampfear was a thorn in the side last year. I think Lakeview was the other one, and they've bumped up to the blue. Yeah, uh, I I think this league is wide open. I really do. Uh, top to bottom, uh, I don't think there's anybody that sends shivers down people's spines. Uh, and I also, though, don't think there's anyone where it's like, oh, easy wins today. I think this is going to be competitive in the league. Um, and I think Marine City has a good a chance as anybody else in the league. But I think you could say that probably about anybody else in the league. They're probably all looking at it going, this is up for grabs. First one to the finish line wins. Yeah, and with only 10 league games, you can't afford to have a bad day, especially if you're playing a doubleheader. If you get swept in a doubleheader, you are you have to go perfect the rest of the way. Yeah, I, 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 
how did the doubleheader like when you play a series, you can kind of line up your pitching. Does a double do the doubleheaders put more stress on teams and their pitching or nah? Not it depends how much non conference action you have around it. If you have three off days leading up to it, then no. But if you're playing uh a, like a Monday Tuesday, then your league doubleheaders Thursday. Yeah, maybe. I'm just maybe. looking at Marine City's week. They get a doubleheader with Mott and a doubleheader with Yale. Yeah, but the Yale's one is the non-conference, and it comes after. So, again, those are the ones you can kind of use to try out some other pictures. Maybe have a JV kid come up and throw in that one. All right, Mac Blue. This is the league we like because it's most of our area teams. <laughs> um, I would love if St. Clair would jump down and uh, Marine City would jump up. That would be perfect. But we have Marine, or Marysville Port here on Port here on Northern, then Lance Cruz, Frazier, Lakeview. Very similar. I believe the only change from last year is um, Lakeview's up from the gold. Cousineau went down, and then Utica went up, and Lance Cruz went down. Frazier was in it last year, weren't they? Yeah. Uh, Ford went up, didn't they? Ford went up from the white to the red. Yeah. They were in with St. Clair. Yeah. So we're in the blue. Um, Marysville struggled a bit to start the year. I think they're going to have to rely on their pitching, but their bats, I think, there are going to be games and series where they put up 20 runs in a series, and there's going to be series where they put up two runs. That's going to be tough to sustain over 15 games. I think Northern has the best chance out of our three area teams to claim the blue. Because they, they're the deepest pitching-wise. Yes. Like, uh, I, I think the Big Reds will hit. Johnson, um, Ruiz, Moink yeah. is probably the three-man rotation you're getting uh, throughout the week. And, and probably Lakeview is the biggest obstacle. At least I'm just looking at early season records. Lakeview's off to a four and one uh, start. They're going to play Marysville this week. Frazier wasn't bad. La- they yeah. were they were all right last year. And Lance Cruz comes down from the white. So, but but Frazier because Frazier was a team. I think we both saw Frazier last year. I saw them at Northern. They they had uh, like the the ace. And then after that, they were very thin, and I saw them on a day where they had to throw their their second guy, and Northern beat them fourteen to four. And that was a Northern team that was kind of on and off with their hitting last year. Their pitching was solid, um, but you, you didn't always see the Huskies hit. And that was a day where the Huskies hit the ball really hard. So um, again, I'm kind of with you. I think this is a really big opening week. Northern opens with Frazier. So that's a good series. Um, PH is playing Lance Cruz. Um, and again, just based on early season records, looks like two teams that are fairly similar. And then you've got Marysville Lakeview, and Lakeview's off to a 4 and one start, and Marysville's struggling. Marysville can be the team that kind of throws a, a wrench into it here in week one if they have a good week. Yeah. Yeah, and again, we'll, we'll, we'll find out for sure. Uh no local local matchups to start. I think it's like one of the only weeks we have that in the Mac Blue. Yeah, you got to get off to a hot start, and Marysville's going to have to figure out a way to maybe piecemeal some runs. Port here on high, I saw some decent pitching. Again, they don't have any hard throwers. Whiting's going to be their number one. I think Albers is their number two, and after that, it's kind of a money ballish situation. Figure it out. But just throw strikes, throw outs, get the weak contact, and 
if their bats can heat up, I don't know. Because, again, they've played three games. And they both the, – the one game was in nice conditions, but it was against Heslop, who was on, and the last two were in 30-degree weather. Yeah. I want to well, see them I on mean, a nice day when they get into a rhythm. You know that, that how, uh, Amari Holler can hit. Whiting can hit. Mullins can hit. Albers and DeLong were hitting. Yeah. I love Gavin DeLong. He's a hockey player, so yeah. I love him. He's, he's a good kid. Yeah, I mean, he had a few big hits. Um, oh, and – Cade Hansel has been their hottest bat. He's gotten a hit in all three of their first games and had a big double that sparked their rally. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I think they can score some runs, and it's like you said, pitching needs to throw strikes. They hit a lot of guys, it sounds like, over the weekend in the doubleheader. Hansel got um, hit, hit twice in the uh, the same part of the shoulder. And, and, and it's like everybody around the area, catch the ball and throw it to the right base and get outs. Don't give teams extra outs. I think that's going to be a bit because Portier on high, I think, is pretty young. I know Whiting's a senior, but they have a lot of younger kids. Make the right plays, and like you said, don't give them free bases, whether that's an error, pass ball, um, walks. Limit them. Make them earn all their runs, and I think the Big Reds might win more than some people would think, especially after last year. All right, St. Clair and the White. They are red hot, but this is the Mac White. This is going to be a tough division. St. Clair, Lance Cruz North, Anchor Bay, Gross Point North, Utica, Chip Valley. Hello. Early on, and it's only early on. Some teams right. have only played like three games. Chip Valley has the only losing record in the White, and they're two and three. And, well, Chip Valley struggled in baseball last year, if you remember. I think they went winless in the red, or it, was, it wasn't great. Um, St. Clair, it's going to be a grind. They open up at Utica. Utica's the team that comes up from the blue, so maybe not the stiffest top competition, but they oh, Utica always has a solid ball club. Yeah, the, the I I want to say it was uh, Utica and Marysville that played all those one nothing two to one games last year. Um, it, it, yeah, it was Marysville lost the opening series. And they gave up like four runs. Yeah, they lost like one nothing, two to one, and one like three to one. Yeah, it was the most ridiculous thing ever. And the fact that the Marysville didn't win a league title last year will never, forever blow my mind because that pitching staff was elite and those numbers were just gaudy as all hell. Yeah, uh, Miller let didn't up. Didn't give up an earned he run. Didn't Smayfield give up an earned up run like in league. And, yeah, Smayfield gave up, I think it was two earned runs in league. Like, come on. Their pitching ERA last year in league, I think, was like .9. But, anyway, I digress. Um, St. Clair, we're talking about St. Clair and the White. And they are going to have a tough competition. You know Anchor Bay is going to be talented. We know Gross Point North is talented, and they'll get every advantage they can in a game. Um, Lance Cruz North usually has a solid ball club. They haven't lost at all this week. St. Clair Utica is the matchup, as I mentioned, this week. They have the two games at Utica. They'll have one in St. Clair. The, but the Saints have prepared themselves for it. They yeah. played Mooney. They played Northern twice. They played Oakland. Or yes, Oakland Cl- oh, Christian. Oakland Christian. They twice, played yeah. Lake Orion. These aren't slouches. They're not finding small schools to go beat up on. They're playing tough competition. So at least you know that when the Saints go out there, they're going to not see anything new. 
that they haven't already prepared for. Yeah. Uh, Anchor Bay is playing Chip Valley, so that means uh, Lance Cruz North and uh, Gross Point North open against each other. So those two teams will be beating up on each other, you hope. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, th- this is a, the, the white, to me, is, again, the most intriguing because it's wide open because everybody's good. Yes. Um, the 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 gold is wide open because I think everybody's kind of the same kind of team. Um, and in the uh, the blue, right now, if you look at the standings, our area teams aren't doing so well. But I think when we get into league play, uh, especially Northern, I think Northern's going to be all right. Mm-hmm. It's it's going to be interesting and well. With, uh, again, the three-game series, I do like that because I think it gives you a better feel of the league. I understand why the BWAC does just two because otherwise you'd have 21 league games. Yeah. And that makes uh, you can play 36 baseball games. So I understand why that happens. I I like that the Gold's at least experimenting with an end-of-the-season tournament. I feel like that's something you could do with maybe – baseball it's easier to do than basketball or something and have like a champions of champions thing where you take all the leagues and maybe the the second place from the red and the white or something to have an eight team tournament something like that but i like how they do it but i do like the three game series i like the continuity i understand softball doesn't mean as much because you're going to throw the same pitcher but i like that you have to have a deep pitching staff that rewards that and you don't just get the same ace facing the best pl- the best teams every time. All right, I'm going to mention this, even though we're pretty sure. Well, we already know Crosslex Almont's not happening. Uh, yeah, Richmond, sure Richmond North Branch, Richmond North Branch, we don't think is happening today because of the snow. Tomorrow, softball, Lance Cruz North at Saint Clair, and a doubleheader North Branch at Richmond in softball on Tuesday. So. That's kind of interesting. Uh, on Wednesday, it's baseball. Lakeview's at Marysville. Crosslex at Almont. Game two of that series in Almont. Um, don't know when they'll make up today's game. Maybe they'll play two. I don't know. Uh, Thursday, softball. Almont at Northern for a doubleheader. Um, and Stevenson at Marysville. Then on Friday, Marysville is at Armada in softball. For two. For two. And Marine City and Algonac are on the uh, the schedule. And then Saturday there is a tournament play in Algonac. Actually, I think Friday's game is part of that tournament, too. I do, too. Um, and uh, it'll be two for Algonac and two for Marine City. Stevenson and Chippewa Valley are the other two teams that are there. That was the tournament you did five and a half games yeah, that, on a Saturday. And I had fun. But Troy was there last year, and they had PH, Marine City, Algonac were there locally. It, it was um, – that was actually a fun day because, um, too, that was the weekend that uh, Morgan James for PH was just – ridiculous every time she made contact the ball was either over the fence or off the fence on the fly um she had like monster games she had like in three games nine extra base hits or something just stupid like that uh so (laughs) all right so i'm gonna go out on the biggest limb and say no games tonight even though we wanted to do north branch richard we wanted to see the broncos and we're gonna go up to cross lex to see them take on almont again two teams that desperately needed a win but i don't think either will happen um Dennis, anything else for the good of the cause? That's all I had. Just a reminder, go to uh, GetStuckOnSports.com and click on the tab for the golf outing and get a team in.
I know it's crazy to think about golf when we have a winter weather advisory. I know, but it's a Saturday at the end of June. I know. It's going to be nice. It's going to be like the culmination of our our second year, which is crazy to say out loud. Yes. I agree. All right, Dennis. Anything else? That's it. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.